Welcome to Allison's Wonderland. I'm your host, Allison Packard. Join us as we journey through the looking glass and down the rabbit hole into the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Hey, do a girl a favor and please subscribe to this podcast and go on iTunes and leave us a good review. If you like the show, please help spread the word. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. What's up, Wonder Fam? Welcome back to Allison's Wonderland, the show that takes you inside the world of animation and video games. And I am so excited because today we have a special guest, the BAFTA Award-nominated Dos Times <laughs> voice actress, Danielle Basuti, who is not only a dear friend, but also an incredible talent and someone that we had on the show recently. We just had to have her back because she's got a brand new addition to her music video, Song of the Valkyrie, and it's fully animated. So we had to dive into that and chat all about it. So welcome back. Let's get started with our interview. Please welcome Danielle. I could just hear you talk all day long. <laughs> this is why you are an award-winning voiceover. Actress, Aww. actress, like, it's incredible. You have such unique textures. Oh. And I can hear, like, I, you know, it's like I can hear that character in there, but you've got a little husk in the background. Mm. Lots of great variations. Mm, we're sipping audio wine here, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, that's a good a, brand. <laughs> I took a class with Kathy Kalmanson, and she talks about sipping audio wine, where you really, mm. like, dive into the tone and personality and traits that you hear in somebody's voice. You know, are they naturally warm? Are they trustworthy? Are they sarcastic? Are they quirky? Oh, you know, yeah. so, so interesting. I don't, you got it, girl. Nobody sipped <laughs> my audio wine in a while. It. You did it. You nailed it. You're an award-winning audio wine sipper. Aw. <laughs> there you go. You. Well, it is so good to have you here. Thank I mean, you. So we did a little IG chat recently yes. when I think it was, was it December? It was December. Right before the holidays. So that was three months ago. I was, I, like I was, uh, had a Christmas tree right behind me. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I was just, just clamoring to get there on yeah. time because it was all that holiday traffic and right. And you went yeah. to a mutual. I went to Kalimba's. House. Yeah, our our mutual friend Kalimba Tuck. And I'm so glad we made that work. I was so glad we made it work. I was like. SOS, I need a place to do this incredible, you know, IG live with our friend Allison Packard. Can I stop over? She's like, yeah, we're not the house. Go. And it was so great. So <laughs> yeah, that was great. And we were just talking back then about Song of the Valkyrie, which was the cover song, the Lana Del Rey cover that you did mm -hmm. that um, you made a music video for through your production company mm -hmm. and released this gorgeous, beautiful work of art into the world that you say is a love letter yeah. to the God of War fans. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your process for that. Yeah, it started off a very simple idea. God of War has unequivocally changed my life in mm. so many ways. It's given me an incredible platform. It's connected me with an incredible legion of devoted fans, mm. artists, just anyone who loves the game. They're, they're such incredible family out there that mm. I have discovered on Twitter, mainly on Twitter, and uh -huh. we have a really great time chatting and whatnot. But so yeah, it came in, I had no idea, and I say this a lot in my interviews, right, like ad nauseum, which is like, you get these auditions sometimes and you just don't know what God has in store. Like, yeah. this is going to change your life. And I'm just like, oh, sure, I'll be in a video game. What does that mean? Yeah. Like, oh, sure. And <laughs> Meanwhile, like, you'd been starring in movies right. and, and acting in TV shows. Yes. Was this your first video game, by the this way? This was my first video game, my wow. first voice over. Well, I mean, of course, we do motion capture and performance capture, but mm -hmm. I had never, up until this point, actually, the only voiceover I did was voice doubling for Elsa. Oh. Yeah, which I've 
I've been doing for a while. It's not my role, it's Idina's, and I always say that because I have the utmost respect. Yeah. She is Elsa, and at times they'll have me do certain things, uh. like I did for Dreamlight Valley, uh. um, which is also nominated for a BAFTA. I was like, oh my gosh, Dreamlight Valley. Oh my so it's going to be really cool to be rooting them on. But anyway, so yeah, so I was like, okay, I think I could wrap my head around this. I've seen the actors do it on Avatar. I've seen them do it, you know, on Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings with Gollum, and I was like, I could be in this like onesie and, and have the dots on my face and go into this world. I love, uh-huh. I grew up watching fantasy and mm. a little bit of horror and, and a lot of sci-fi and fantasy. And I was like, yeah, sign me up. And the whole point was once it got to a place where we finished it, I knew it was special. I knew the world, the characters, the Norse mythology, the relationship between Kratos, Atreus, the relationship that Freya had with them and my own son. Mm. I knew we created something of, of pure magic. Mm. I had no idea what I was in store for in the way that it was going to literally like move a generation, like rock the world of all these gamers who had been playing God of War in a certain narrative. You know, he was kind of an a-hole, let's be Mm. honest. Like Kratos Uh was going around, slaying people, killing kings, killed his father, betting women in harems, like Mm. not ever looking back and thinking about the consequence of his choices or the aftermath of who he affected. Mm. But then Corey Barlog decided, and of course the whole team embraced it, right? But he had the idea, let's give Kratos a son. Ah. So it gives him a son, the whole thing changes. So I walk in when it's all done at the wrap party and I looked up on the screen and they had images of all of our characters and I just started weeping because I had no idea how beautiful it was all going to be. I was listening to Barry McCreary's score. I was watching. I was like, it just took my breath away. Mm. So all that to say... It changed my life so indelibly that after the BAFTAs, after being at TIFF on the stage, you know, talking about, you know, we were at Tribeca Film Festival talking about our oh, process. Wow. I didn't I'd know that. Never been Amazing. to that before. Yeah, never been on a stage talking about my process as an actress with anything at that level. There we were in Tribeca, and then we were there we were in the UK, and wow. we kept winning. Game of the year, best game, game of the year. I think it was 182 different game of the years that year. I'm not even joking about that number. I didn't even know that there were that many awards <laughs> shows. Right. <laughs> and I had been nominated for a BAFTA, and, and I was like, I got to give something back. It, you know, it just felt like mm-hmm. I, I, it could be something small. And I go, oh, that Lana Del Rey song, Video Games. It's perfect. I'm kind of cutesy. I'll be with my ukulele. I'll mm-hmm. be like in a, a cute little like nighty type dress on my couch. Here you go. I love you. And then I was like, yeah, but maybe there's something else to tell here in the mm-hmm. story. And then when I started working on Ragnarok, and I understood what Freya's journey was going to be. I was like, this needs to be an empowerment piece. This needs to be full on, like, a sleep at the wheel to fully empowered Valkyrie. Freya's journey, the Valkyrie's journey. And I wanted it to inspire women. I wanted mm-hmm. it to be like, you know, there are those times in our lives where we feel like everything's been taken away. And we can be bitter about it. And we can be hurt about it. We can mm-hmm. have a lot of emotion about it. And that's okay. But to be stuck in it is just robbing you of your life, mm-hmm. your future, your potential. And so I was like, let's write the narrative inside this music video and go balls to the wall. And we did. We just, we made a fantasy film in five minutes. <laughs> a five-minute fantasy film. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, and so was that just after Ragnarok that you had that idea? Or was it even before? It was before Ragnarok uh-huh. to know I wanted to do a love letter that yeah. was going to be super, super small. And then I kind of got wind of a little bit of what her journey was going to be. And so I started to write this narrative. And at the time, there was actually a friend with mine and I was bouncing ideas off. I'm like, what do you think? What do you think? So I'd written it all out in the script. And then COVID happened. So I was oh. like, hmm. 
I tucked it away. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, just that little thing. Forgot oh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I went to some deep places during that whole like lockdown mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. and just put it in a little folder on my desktop. And I was like, and it was like, I think at that, yeah, I think it was always called Song of the Valkyrie. It was just this idea. And I was like, eh, maybe one day, maybe one day. I was like, maybe not. Mm-hmm. And then one day I got back on the stages mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I got to do this. I've, I've got to like just not just give this love letter, but also just express this this narrative. For, I, I wanted to do something live action. Yeah. I wanted to feel what it was like to be, you know, not an avatar, but me as Freya, as Valkyrie Queen, and then also these incredible women that I got to play around with. And I wanted to show also to what my production company, Perfect Timing Productions, could do, mm-hmm. you know, on a budget. And it, yeah. and it doesn't look like we had a budget. I think it looks pretty spectacular. That's exactly what my <laughs> sister and I were talking about. We're yeah. like, whoa, this looks like they really... Yeah. And then when you came in the last and you said it was a budget, we were like, oh my gosh, Big wow. time budget. In yeah. fact, every single piece of wardrobe of the costume mm. was donated. Wow. I've got some really wonderful friends. Alexandra Fulton is one. Yes. Um, Alexandra Fulton, Anthony. Um, Supersonic her, starshine. Super. Many aliases. She that lovely one. is a fairy from another planet. It's true. We really are. We know this. You're in My Little <laughs> Pony, obviously, with your hair. <laughs> or you're also Gem. I think you're truly yeah. outrageous. Yeah. Because you're also it. a rock star. I can't wait to hear you sing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so the whole fairy look was Alexandra, yeah. and then the, the Valkyrie looks were like three different places. And then the one thing I bought was the sheath dress, the armor dress, and then my breastplate. Oh, Everything. a worthy investment. A very worthy investment. <laughs> Going to okay. have to whip that out some other time. Yes. I don't know when, but it'll be yes. appropriate. A Comic-Con, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll just start a whole like career of cosplays. But yes. You should cosplay. I'm like, I kind of already did in my music video. Yeah. I checked it off my, my uh, bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how long did that production take you from start to finish? Yeah. 2019, it was conceived. It got put on ice. And then I'm always overly ambitious on how much you can get in a day. Mm, I and I mean. think that's probably also too, just like when you're on a budget and it's like, you, you know, yeah. I don't have a studio being like, here's all this expendable cash. Like right. here in people yeah. and people. Yeah. Uh, we pulled lots of uh, great resources again, like my partner, Amber Montrevino, who's mm. my producing partner in this and my other partner, Stefan Colson, who is my DP editor and also co-director in this. And then my music partner, Rob Christie. I mean, Rob Christie gave me all free studio time. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't just spoil something for him. (laughs) But I mean, he was like, I want to invest in this with you. Uh So we dialed in every instrument. And one of my Valkyries, Michelle Elliott Rierick, her Valkyrie name is Rota. She played the cello. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. She didn't. I'm sorry. It was No, no, no. It was Jen Kuhn. Okay. Who played, Jen Kuhn was also, she. Jen Kuhn played Kara, my Valkyrie Kara. She, I had two, I had two cellists, so I got yeah. confused. But Jen Kuhn played the cello in the music video, and we were just there in the studio, and yeah, we captured it. But it was, started off as a three-day shoot, ended up as a five, I think, and a half, mm-hmm. possibly six. Well, the forest shut down. We had that little. Where was it shot? Because I was like. Is that Fryman? It looked familiar. It, but it it, yeah, it, it could have been. No, it was actually the Angeles Crest okay. Forest off the off the two, you yes. know, off the two ten, and then the two. Uh huh. And that cave, that cave is everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. When we march into that cave as fairies and we come out like Valkyries, like <laughs> shield maidens, and and that was one of the set pieces that Stefan knew about right away. He said, "There's this cave." I don't know, but it needs to be in it. Mm. And I saw that. And I can't remember. I think maybe I had, I can't, was it chicken or the egg? I don't know if the cave came first 
or I wrote it first. I knew there was going to be a transformation mm-hmm. from fairy to fully empowered Valkyrie, shield maiden. But then I knew that when I saw that, I'm like, that's where we transform, you know? And yeah. like the the Valkyrie rune, the triple head arrow and all that stuff appears. Mm-hmm. Like it all magically comes together. And now your new incarnation has this great little uh-huh. animation that you've yes. added to it. How did that all come about? Oh my gosh. So... There's this incredible animator, and he owns a art studio in Australia. His uh-huh. name is James O'Reilly. James He's O'Reilly. a big, it's called Orb Art Studio, okay. and he is a big fan of God of War. And we got, I think it was Twitter or Instagram. I can't remember which it was first, but it ended up being both. And then he was following a couple of things. He saw uh, Song of the Valkyrie and made a comment, Amber, my partner, She's so good at like sometimes filling in the gap when I'm I'm busy and I can't see every comment. Yeah. She saw his incredible artwork. She's like, oh my gosh, you have to see this guy's artwork. Yeah. Now we already thought, hey, this could be an animation, this could be a video game, mm. this could be a live action series, whatever it is, it just felt like it just felt ripe mm. and juicy. And we were like, let's just keep creating with it. So then she starts doing her scouting and then they start connecting. And then she's like, Oh my God, you have to see this guy's um, artwork. His animation's incredible. He's also an NFT. T artist. He started off, I think it was, oh, he started off with comic books and, and animation. So he's wow. just got an incredible, like, uh, diverse background yeah. with a different art styles that he does. And we were like, okay, well, we're Gen Xers. We're girls from, like, the 90s. <laughs> so we grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons, like Thundercats, She-Ra, yeah. He-Man, Gem. Gem, <laughs> Wonder Woman. And so there was a certain look of animation back then, right? It wasn't yeah. as slick as maybe what they're doing. So like, Cell animated. It wasn't yeah. cell animated. Yeah, it was, a t- I think he called it 2D. It was a little more mm-hmm. 2D. And so it has that, like, retro vibe. And so we talked a little bit about, we're like, hey, we don't have a budget, but what we do have is the potential of this turning into something. Would you want to partner us and maybe just give us a spec yeah. on what it could look like? So we started sketching out all the different So you authors. went and asked and he was like, yeah. yes. Yes. He said yes. <laughs> I know. I know. James O'Reilly. James O'Reilly. We Thank love you. James. you. It just seems to be this. Cheers to James. Cheers to James. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And it seemed to be kind of this theme of people saying yes. Yeah. You know, we went to For the Stars Fashion House with Jacob. I mean, he's dressing Lady Gaga and Katy Perry and Cher and all sorts of like incredible, like, you know, mega stars. And I'm like, I'm doing this music video. It's kind of a love letter. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, I know, like... I know I I can't afford your dresses, but I need a pair of wings. Hey guys, this is Allison Packard. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to let you know that if you like the show, please, please, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. Uh And I heard you have gold wings. And he's like, I love it. I was showing him photos of Uh of our like dream mood board. And he's like, I love it. He brings me those couture gold wings. Have them. Just tag me. Just tell people about For the Stars Fashion House. And this is the way that I can give my love back is to, well, first of all, to do an exemplary job to the best of our ability and then to just, you know, tag and share and tell these people are incredible. The other one would be Western Costume Rental House. They gave us all the armor wear, the breastplates, the shackled bracelets and the skirts, the gold Roman skirts. It's amazing, though. And it also speaks to, 
you know, you've you've grown up in Los Angeles, your family is from here, they have a history here, yeah. that you are able to follow that path and know where to go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people might have the idea and be like, I don't know, do I go to Michael's with like a glue gun and some feathers? Like, right. Some gold spray paint? Yeah. Well, if you're yeah. Alexander Fulton, you do, because then you come out like amazing. <laughs> She's like, she, she, could she has out. little elves and fairies in the backdrop, like working for her. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> but um, that you were able to bring this vision forth in such a professional and such a beautiful, with such a beautiful aesthetic. Thank you. As, and, and my team, you know, um, yeah. that was Gigi Harding, who was our wardrobe designer, costume designer. And she actually made the wings that were on the on the backs when we come marching out of the cave. The only wings that were bought were mm-hmm. my gold couture ones. But she like she had the glue gun stick and, oh, and wow. the and the needle and thread. And she made these little packs that went around their arms like this and the wings in the back. And, and it was just incredible to see her ingenuity just putting all these pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. So she you know, you mentioned James had done this animated piece on spec. Yes. And that there's the possibility of <laughs> some other projects being born. Can you yeah. just share with us your vision of like what a dream come true from that would be? Oh, gosh. I think, you know, I don't know if this would be, you know, I, I haven't really talked to any studio in particular. Obviously, like Sony would be the perfect like mm-hmm. reach because it's within that world. It's in the Norse pantheon. It doesn't have it's not God of War, but it's mm-hmm. the story of these Valkyries and, and Valkyrie Queen. I think it would be a really great game. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get a lot on Twitter. You know, I'm, I won't even be bashful about it. The, people are like, where's the Freya game? Where's the Freya and the Valkyrie game? Where's, yeah. you know, they, they really took to her in a very deep way. I think the writers, you know, Matt Sophos, I'll say their names, Rich Gobert, Corey Barlog, and the whole writing team, really, they wrote in such a responsible way. And I, I don't even know if responsible is the best word, but they 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 allowed the nuance of every unfolding to happen in a beautiful period of time. Now, we do have the luxury of being like a 60-hour game. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're trying to like <laughs> fit it into like an hour and a half or two-hour film. Yes. So the unfurlment would be like a full series, a full season of your favorite TV show. Right. And I just felt like they, they had were, the luxury of time. They had the luxury of time, and they were so masterful in mm-hmm. allowing these characters to unfurl in a very organic way. So yeah, I, I just think that. I think that people really just felt her from beginning, middle, and end. And what I was feeling from her, what I was able to access as an actress, it just felt like everything in my life was perfectly set up for me to access what she needed, what her journey needed in a very seamless, effortless way. I'm not saying it wasn't work and I'm not saying it didn't exhaust me at times because, yeah. you know, she goes through hell. Mm-hmm. She really does, only to be able to find herself in the end. But it it's not like tied up in a pretty bow and it wasn't like I like ballet sashayed my way through it <laughs> like I was like full on modern dance in the dark in the muck like in the like rungs uh, of like Dante's Inferno hell to yeah. get to that place of forgiveness and I wanted it to be messy and I wanted mm. it to be guttural and I wanted it to be visceral you know mm. it's like you can be a strong woman and still cry you can be a strong woman and still have anger or go through emotions that are ugly you call them ugly but they're just energy Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I remember we'd have conversations mm-hmm. where it was like, you know, yes, the empowered part, we're going to earn it, but let's earn our way there, you know, let's earn our way back to ourselves. And she does it by finally realizing vengeance is not going to give her that peace, that hole in her heart. It's going to only be forgiveness and letting go. I love that. Uh, do you feel that the, that resonates with you personally? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
Hundred percent. I mean, I've, I've lived some life now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how, what kind of Freya I would have been. You know, in, in, in my twenties, I don't know what kind of Freya I'd be. I, I think I always had a bit of a dark, uh, not dark soul. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> some of these women I'm playing these days. Yeah, let's same. talk about them. I yeah. I mean, you know, it was interesting. You know, just Christian faith and background mm-hmm. and. You know, you sort of get a real sense of dark and light and just the duality of our human experience, right? Yeah. Um, and I think this beautiful integration piece has come in now through all the work, through all the therapy, through all the knowing of myself, through the relationships that were successful and the ones that failed, the jobs that I got and the ones that I didn't, you know, the who, people I showed up for, the people I let down, whatever it might be. Yeah, who we're showing up as, who we are being with what we're capable of bringing to the table at the time. At the time, yeah. Everybody's always doing the best they can in the moment. Yeah. And so hopefully you bring forth that knowledge with you and don't keep making the same mistakes. Yeah, that's the key, right? And then you have Or forever. (laughs) (laughs) You make them a few times. (laughs) Well, and you know, and and through the experience, you have the discernment because you have Mm -hmm. the experience. Um, And then when you have the discernment and the awareness piece, you can actually, this is something really great that I learned during COVID during the lockdown period when we were all isolated was pause because that's what COVID did. It did a lot of things. I'm not ever making light of it. I'm saying that moment the world paused Mm -hmm. and there were a lot of things that we had to look at that maybe we were running from. We were too busy. There we were in the house with our our kids, our husbands, our loved ones. There we were isolated by yourself because I didn't have that, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Not being able to be with family not even being able to go to work. So now what do I do with my time? Yeah. And so I went inward. I did some very deep work during that time. And what was really cool was that when we got out of that and got back into the studio, I had got undergone this huge transformation. And I was like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for her transformation mm-hmm. now as Danielle. And it just worked. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and you are, again, nominated for a 2022 <laughs> BAFTA. Yes. And you were nominated. You went in, was it 2018? Uh, I was nominated in actually 2019. 2019. was where we went, yeah. The game came out in 2018. And, and you were nominated yeah. in 2019. And, you, you know, you've had this transformation. What was the experience like for you in 2019 going there? Oh, <laughs> an honor beyond all honors. Like, the UK wow. is one of my favorite places, and I always say I'm a self proclaimed Anglophile. If they'll take me, I'm theirs. (laughs) It's weird. Like, I'm this Italian girl that always felt like I love Italy. Like, I could go on and on and on about pasta and fashion and film and all of it, right? Uh My lineage and the passion. I love it. Yeah. But I was always drawn to Celtic culture. Uh Ah, fairies, kings, queens, the weather, the lore, King Arthur. Probably because my mom, we had like three love languages. One, well, pasta was one. (laughs) Star Wars was the other. You and your mom? Oh, yeah. Like my mom is such a fantasy sci-fi geek. It's incredible. And then King Arthur. Something about that story, might for right. The round table, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting, like I, I picture that Freya would rule like King Arthur. She'd be at a round table with all of her Valkyrie. Mm -hmm. And she'd be getting their opinions. She would want their perspective. The shoes that you've walked in, the boots you've marched in, the wings you've flown with. Tell me about that. What do you think about, you know, how should we handle the situation? I don't think she would just be like totalitarian the whole time. Mm. Yeah, so it just, it, it that just had such a profound effect on me. And just everything from high tea to the little sandwiches, the, the weather. I'm like one of those weird gals that loves the rain, always loves it. This is, mm-hmm. to me, this is like, 
the most romantic, wonderful weather. I love scarves and boots and jackets. It's <laughs> the and, girl from LA. Yeah, I know. I know the girl <laughs> from LA. Different. It's like, I'm, I'm obviously a vampire. I mean, you, you have pretty fair skin too. How are you in the sun? Are you? Uh, sun is fine with me. Okay. I have Portuguese in my blood. So, <sighs> See? We, we, you know, barely tan a little bit. Okay. And you'd uh, think with my Italian easy. that I would. But I immediately go to red. So we uh. discovered through the 23andMe that I've got some Scottish and English oh. way back. So I was like, that makes sense because I've always been drawn to Scotland and England for no reason that it was necessarily introduced except through King Arthur. Mm. But like loving it. Uh, so maybe it's in my DNA. It's in your blood. It's in my blood. And so now you're headed back across the pond <sighs> the to see the Baftas again. What I mean, it was an honor. Yeah, they they were so lovely. The the whole organization, just the whole event, the night before the nominee party, they just made us all feel so welcomed and like you know just celebrated for for the work that we did. And everybody there, this is the best of the best in the world of video games. Mm. I mean, I was just in awe of every step. And just you know when I when I feel those emotions because they can be really big. I try to just breathe a lot because <laughs> my energy can be a little bit like mm. a little overwhelming with like how excited I can get about things. So yeah. I just remembered being like, okay, you're here. You earned it. You deserve it. Just breathe. You're like, you're with your peers. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. I just felt so honored and grateful. Gratitude's the prevailing emotion mm. and feeling, just absolute gratitude and the fact that they nominated me again and especially in Ragnarok because Freya has become so integrated mm. in that story, you know, and, and that relationship with Kratos is very strong in Ragnarok. And they both kind of mirror each other's experience. So for the BAFTAs, again, to recognize my work and nominate me is thank you, BAFTAs. I'm so honored. I'll always, this will be something, a jewel in my heart for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much good information we have with our interview with Daniel Basuti. This is the end of part one, but I'm going to be back next week with part two, and we're going to dive further into Freya and so much more. So see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Allison's Wonderland, where we explore the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. For more episodes of Allison's Wonderland, please visit us at www.allisonpacker.com. See you next week.